Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Sloppy hockey, sloppy hockey, sloppy hockey. Welcome to your, in some cases, preseason, but more importantly, welcome to your regular season women's hockey in the NCAA, where I'm currently, sadly, watching Penn State up 2-1 on Northeastern, and I think I have a new favorite goalie, and Gwyneth Phillips, who, you know, if women's hockey got the time of day, uh, she would have made a couple highlight, highlight reels last night. But I digress. Uh, she, she led up the the go ahead goal just a few minutes ago. But why did you preface it by saying sadly? Well, because I was cheering for her to win, and she's oh, down okay. two to one now. Okay. Yeah. Number thirty seven in your programs. Number one on my Kazmaier uh, preseason ballot. <laughs> Meanwhile, fun. north of the border, 3,000 world dissertations will be uh, written up by some preseason games between a couple of Ontario teams. One, because they're from Ontario, and two, because, God, I love German hockey players, and when they talk, ugh, they just drive people crazy, and it's lovely. Well, this is how we were playing the game, and this is why we do it. And you will respect my decisions on how we play our defense. <laughs> or else some things might happen to you and your family. Some cushion. <laughs> yes, but he, but Tim Stutzla single-handedly made all Maple Leaf fans go mental without calling them out by name, and it was so glorious. And then he goes on and scores a pretty decent-looking uh, preseason goal in his first action of the uh, the spring, that's, as I would like to call it. Germans are very underrated for their sense of humor. It tends to be very acerbic. And dry. Very, very dry. Yeah, mm. not good. Mm -hmm. People wonder why I am the way I am because, you know, I'm like half German. <laughs> but half German because both of my parents were each half German. My two grandparents of one from each parent that were full German and fluent in German. Not that I ever took German in, in high school or anything, but, you know. I mean, it's better than, you know, crikey, crikey dingo. You know, about those games down under. Anybody this preseason or regular season? I got so confused. Well, they, they sort of pined up and sort of made it look like regular season, but they were preseason. Ah, uh, good. Gotcha. You know, the NHL. That's still my favorite thing to do. H. Hockey, H. Hockey begins with an H. Uh, is 
speaking of of pre-season such things, I forgot to look until this moment, but and I haven't looked yet. Um, so the Pittsburgh Penguins during training camp are uh, have invited the new head coach of the professional professional women's hockey league Montreal team to help coach training camp. And she was at least as of comments of yesterday expected to be behind the bench during one of the preseason games going on today for Pittsburgh. Oh, how cool. Very cool. And she will be in line to replace Mike Sullivan when he is fired after what 25 30 games maybe well kyle dubas can't hire his buddy from toronto so and well sullivan isn't the problem it's his roster um like yeah, but that's never care. stopped a coach before. It's <laughs> never GM stopped before. a GM before. Yeah, that's never stopped a GM before. <laughs> and who's to say that his buddy in Toronto won't be available? Um, uh, the people cashing the t- checks because they don't want to pay two people at the same time. He's getting fired next season. Next mm-hmm. season. Oh, so that means Sullivan will be around for a season. Is that what you're saying? And then we get we get some revision revisionist history with uh, Toronto Maple Leafs head coach Guy Boucher, who was apparently going to be the head coach last time before you know that guy that we so, just laughed and laughed and laughed about last week. We still can't. We still kind of laugh about it. You can't say it without. Oh, dear God, that was hysterical. Um, they And Pat, they wouldn't be paying two coaches at the same time because once he is hired by another team, that other team agrees to pay the difference on the remainder of his contract. So they would be paying one and a half coaches. Mm. Or one and a quarter, but okay. Yeah. I think they could live with that. Or they might not be paying it at all if they agree to take the salary that he was making. Toronto, I'm not Toronto saying. Problems. Hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, and it's Toronto, Pat. I mean, for crying out loud, they solve everything by throwing money at it. Yep. Where is this Sunny Milano during the regular season? Do we really want to go down that road? Absolutely beautiful, <laughs> Risha. Where? No, I guess we don't. Um, he's buried on the third and or fourth line. And uh, and he probably gave up everything he had during the preseason so he could try to make a higher line, but didn't. And then he's buried on the third or fourth line. Damn you two, quit bringing logic into this. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, you're I'm know a woman. Some... I have to no, be no, logical. No, no, even no, no. Men just what... Don't take me logically. <laughs> and you know what good logic is, Patrick? What? Playing Quentin Byfield with your quote-unquote number one center for the time being. Yes. Isn't it so so refreshing how he looks defensively responsible? He... How he's always in great position, screening the net for team goals when he's playing with some talented players and not on the third line. Yeah, you know, he was He's always been great defensively. Oh, I know. 
But isn't it funny how he's driving some of that and not the quote-unquote Selkie award-winning center? Well, the said Selkie award-winning center is also um, old. I was just going to say, how old is he? <laughs> um, uh, old. Right. I mean, Logan's run it was it is in his rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. He's he's, so, close, he's closer to the Brimley Cocoon line than he and than Cocoon or than uh, Logan's Run. So I I I sincerely hope the number of number fifty five jerseys that are being ordered from Melbourne, you know, those numbers are going through the roof right now. No, he didn't score a fancy goal like Logan Cooley, but darn it, he was impressive this weekend. He's been impressive most of the times he's played. <gasps> don't say the quiet part out loud. People don't like that. I know. You know the, But he you know got the... more ice time. Yeah. I with know. the right players. Because it's one thing to be, quote unquote, William Nylander with two AHL wingers who's going to get um hmm, he's gonna get the Phil Kessel treatment. Yeah, is his, is his going to be like a shawarma place that he goes to every day? Or do we think it's going to be a specific Tim's? Mm. Mm. Oh, um... Hmm. Hmm. I say we flip a coin. Oh, oh, or is it going to be an A&W? Okay, now you're talking. But would A and W endear him more to the fan? Nope, it needs to be A and W. Yeah, mm-hmm. it needs to be A and W because it's enough to get it's enough to get your your racist uncle to hate him more because he's eating junk food and he's going out of his way to stop at a specific A and W. And and will it be a junior? bacon cheeseburger or a mama or papa burger and for those of you who don't know get on the damn internet go look it up (laughs) we used to have a&w's i mean there's still i think one around here like in western washington i think there might be one or two still down but they used to be prevalent and their burgers were damn good that was yeah when i was in high school that was the the hangout that was the place to go to. It was a guy who had had it from who had owned that particular A and W from like the 1950s or 1960s, and he kept the menu exactly the same until yeah. he died. And it was amazing. And that's where all the cheerleaders got their jobs. And in the summer, they had you know roller skates because it was it was, it was uh, a, drive-in. a drive-in. Yeah. And and that was I was so sad when that place closed. It made me sad. It was like years after I graduated high school, but it was one of monster, those places. Monster root beer floats. That was great. The new A and W's, the current A and W's, just don't. They're just. They not. don't. No, at least not in the states. In Canada, they're still damn fine. Right. Get you a frosty mug A and W root beer, a big old hunkin' scoop of vanilla ice cream, and call yourself daddy. <laughs> Which actually reminds me, I needed to go to Dairy Queen to get a dilly bar. <laughs> dilly dilly. 
Yo, dilly dilly yo. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just I'm still trying to figure out <clears throat> their cap situation is just you know the number of people are like, oh, they've got thirty million dollars open for next year. Um, sure. Look at all the UFAs you've got. That's basically six players at five million each. You think you're gonna get one of those guys at five million? Maybe. You're gonna. You think you're gonna keep two more at five million? <laughs> uh, it's it's if you take the million out of it and just say you have 33 of something, it starts to become a little bit more, oh, we don't have that much money. People are not good with money. <laughs> just well, generally it's, speaking. It, it's funny because <laughs> they just take the million and they focus on that. Not the numbers in front of it, but just the million. Like somehow it's, it, it is an order of magnitude more than regular, but when the player's salary also contains the same order of magnitude, just take the million out. You've got 33 <laughs> bucks. Neil you divide gonna... between five people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Neil well... is going to cost you more than six. So it's mm. he's still there. I'm not. He'll he's he'll be the first, you know, in, in the in the Douglas Adams, you know, vernacular. He'll be the first to he'll be the first against the wall during the revolution. <laughs> if if the general is relieved of command, I've thought about this way too much this summer because it's hot. I'm stuck inside. Because heat index and things of that nature, which, <laughs> yeah, which affects ice quality. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I don't think Shanahan signs off on any William Nylander deal, period. Why? First draft pick when he was in charge. And as we're just seeing... He is someone who wants to stick to his principles. Which isn't always a bad thing unless you're talking about roster spots. Yeah. And honestly, let's paint a worse scenario for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They do not succeed and they do not re-sign William Nylander and they suddenly have close to $7 or $7 million in cap space available to sign, I'm going to say three other UFA forwards because uh, Max Domi will not be long for Toronto because he's just not that good. Same could have been said for his dad, actually, but he seemed to have stuck around quite a while. <laughs> his dad, we going back to the archetypes. His dad had the archetype that they that they needed, right? Mm -hmm. You look at the player archetypes. Just a guy who pots 10, 15 goals, but does all the dirty work, does all the fighting, does all of that. He was great 
complimentary player for his era. Right. He he had his role defined and he worked towards that role and that was the role uh he, it was it was a perfect player and role match. And you can say uh, that about so many different idolized Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Or generally players. No, I'll go ahead and say it. Was was Wendell Clark all that good? No, but he but in the archetype and the role that he needed to play for that team, it was perfect. He was an average NHLer for 13 years. Yeah, Potsy mm-hmm. 20 goals, 40 assists, 60, 70 points somewhere in there. But did the dirty work, did the gnarly, did the cheerleading, did the rah, rah, rah. And it happened to be when he scored his points, they were in situations that they needed someone to do something. Do something. You know, the, the team was getting poked with a stick, right? Do something. Max, what is what is a Max Domi player? He's none of anything. He's the modified Ty Domi player that nobody really needs anymore. He's a lot of he's a lot of little things, but not enough of anyone to fit a role. You put him in the right role, like he did the second half of the year in Dallas, or you know the playoffs with Dallas. And he can produce. You remove him from said situation, and he's a, a replaceable player. Still good. He's going to take the dumb penalty here and there. Not necessarily a domey dumb penalty, thinking of his dad in the box in Philadelphia, but you know. that guy had it coming. <laughs> yeah, now they're friends. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Well, so are, so are Claude Lemieux and um, Darren McCarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they understand each other. Well, but you know who doesn't understand each other right now, Cassie? Hmm. Well, I mean, it, it's your favorite team heavy emphasis on the sarcasm here in the <laughs> in the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Stamkos in the front office and you know what I say to that? Hmm. The front office is right. I have to say I like Stamkos. I do. But I'm not sure how he's managed to stay in Tampa for so long other than being a fan favorite. And he took a discount. Right. Um, let's let's play the game in reverse. What was out there that was better than him? Mm-hmm. What what point in time <laughs> better, are we talking? Better than sitting on the LTIR. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, late career injury stuff aside, right. which is understandable. Right. That's that's one of those of, you know. Granted, he did take a discount, but it was also what was out there that was better. There wasn't anything. So he had to take 
what Iserman at the time offered. Right. And I think that's I think that's the sign of the good front office, right? Mm-hmm. Is understanding that there's nothing that they can replace him with because the you know, letting him go as a fan favorite is just a PR thing, right? You'll get mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, especially lately fans have become, I don't want to say less attached to players, jaded, but they're become, but they're becoming more aware of the business side of things and players moving around. Isn't, you know, it's a sad thing, but it's outside of, you know, John Tavares, who I think that whole situation was handled horribly. Um, it's not that big of a deal. No. Know? And, from a big picture perspective, it's actually probably a good thing because now you can go watch your favorite player on another team and, you know, watch maybe one and a half times as much hockey. Yeah. I mean, it's good just, for business. You decide if you're a fan of the player or the team. And this is a prime example. I am, I am a living example of that. Montreal Canadiens. 1995, when they traded away like some of my favorite players, I'm like, screw that team. They're, they just they just cursed themselves. I mean, this was the Bambino curse as far as I'm concerned. Trading Law like that, trading him like that, and then trading him like that. I'm like, okay, you guys just did yourself dirty for 100 years. Good luck trying to find another cup. See, I've always been a fan of players, and not unless you're talking about the sports that I grew up with, you know, college football, football, baseball, that sort of thing. I'm nominally a Seattle sports fan. Uh, but in terms of hockey, because I started watching hockey with junior hockey, and you knew when those guys left that if they were playing oh, in yeah. the NHL, they wouldn't be on the same team, right? So Gonzo, I started yeah. following players as opposed to actually following teams. So I am very nominally a Kraken fan because they're the Seattle area team. But by and large, I just tend to follow players. And at the moment, there aren't a lot of players I want to follow. So don't watch a lot of hockey because of that. Now, will that change with the uh, Women's League? And and we didn't discuss the draft, Pat. That's we haven't gotten to the draft after after yeah. we were done. I know. I just thought it'd be earlier. We'd get uh, to the topic earlier. Excuse me. Whoa, earlier in the discussion, the, the PWHL is really showing some signs of maturity. They held a afternoon draft, but you you take what's available to you to get some coverage on the CBC in Canada. Broadcast starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. The actual event starts at 1.30 Eastern. What a move. I mean, that just speaks professional league TV network just controlling you. Because there's no such thing as a 7 p.m. local face-off, people. It's 7.08 if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. 7.15 if you've hired an anthem singer who thinks they're on Star Search. Oh, God. It's usually the worst part of the game is listening to someone butcher the American national anthem. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm generally the guy that would sit there while they're doing those ridiculous vocal runs and go, 
you already auditioned you got the job uh, you don't no. need to audition again i'm the one standing sitting standing in the stands cringing going oh god no that was the wrong note oh so was that one <laughs> and that's why you should just let kids do it because they're typically better mm-hmm. they well, don't more, overthink it it's more and they're fun too exactly it's more fun more charming so pwhl draft kind of all over the place they surprisingly but not surprisingly a third of the players were drafted out of the phf lots of new ncaa grads and um some of your local favorites from past teams and past markets uh are going to play elsewhere I loved, I loved what they did with the what was it the compassion con- waiver cons- consideration, um, because that puts that understanding that these players, while it is a professional league, while they will be, still be making money, won't be making massive amounts to the tune of generational wealth and beyond anything more than like a modest living wage. And some of the players aren't in a position where a modest living wage is going. They can't survive on a modest living wage. I don't think it's really modest. I I don't remember what was, did they announce the numbers? The minimum salary is somewhere between 30 and 35,000 US. Okay, so Yeah, and in those major cities, good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's exact that's exactly it, you know. It's like, yeah, I can't, you know, as much as I would love to go play in Boston, I can't survive in Boston on 30 grand, so I have a support <laughs> no. structure here in Toronto. You know, I've got a I've got a part-time job that can augment and I can't leave that and blah blah. So, I mean, that was good. It was a good recognition on them um, to allow that. But yeah, it, it was really cool when I saw the when I saw the breakdown. It you know that one third PHF to one third college to you know one third other type thing was really nice to see. I'm glad the GMs actually. We're drafting the best available talent that they could as opposed to we're trying to just stay with, you know, trying to keep the PHF out, trying to limit, you know, college, that kind of thing. They're actually looking at prospects and they're trying to have a well-balanced roster. What I found kind of funny and everybody kept commenting on it and I just, I was just laughing was how, defense defenders were like the top thing everybody wanted (laughs) defense wins championships cassie i know but it's not sexy and it's not fun look at the new jersey devils like 20 years ago (laughs) the rest of the league's like never again we're never doing that again (laughs) it's like yeah but you know what they won championships didn't they (laughs) They did. And th- here's the scary thing, Cassie. It may be the reason I might pull for Montreal. 
Because I think they pulled the most fun roster possible. And it has nothing to do with them drafting Aaron Ambrose with their first pick. <laughs> nothing at all. I knew there was a hook coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were several hooks in here. Um, that that was the big one. But it's just like, oh, you have the most talented player in the world, full stop. Well, for now, they're... There are a couple of players that'll be challenging in a few years. But then they just they just made a lot of fun picks. And uh, I had an easier time saying, okay, here's who I'm not I, I don't think I want to root for versus here's who I actually want to root for. Okay, so um, Toronto. Nope. Really? Nah. They don't they have like two players who kind of interest me in Flanagan and uh, Ali Monroe. But outside of that, it was just like good mix of Americans and Canadians. Um, I like some of these things, but there's no real draw for me on that, on that roster. Um, well, that's what I meant. Toronto is one of those teams you're like, eh, eh. Uh, New York is very much kind of a meh team for me as well. Ottawa, I don't know what to make of yet. Well, by uh, by association, we should be rooting for Ottawa. And that's kind of how I went into things. And they picked up a couple players like Daryl Watts, who I really like. Um So, yeah, I would definitely go to a game somewhere in the general proximity of Ottawa whenever they announce what particular venues the inaugural season will play out of. Minnesota and Boston. Boston, if it weren't if it weren't for some of their free agent signings, those two teams, I was like, oh, both these teams could be fun. But I'm honestly looking at Ottawa and Montreal as kind of, oh, one of UT. I, I will pick someone to follow with a, a lot of interest soon enough. And right now I'm leading Montreal. Yeah, just wait until they play a game or two or three. See I mean, I'm going to watch as many of these games I, as I possibly can. Um, Cassie, that's not, that's, that's not how the male brain works you damn well know that <laughs> sorry I'm just, i was thinking like a woman again i know i can't I know. help it stop it's that it's just kind of you know a genetic just, thing just, just stop. how it is <laughs> um i know i i know proactively going in toronto's on my poop list just because it's toronto they're gonna they're gonna consume every molecule of oxygen in the newsroom. And you're gonna get so sick and tired of hearing about them. The Leafs? <laughs> oh, you mean the Leafs? Because there's nothing else in Toronto. <laughs> what are they gonna call the Toronto? Maybe maybe the Blue Jays in the summer, but otherwise it's like there's nothing else in Toronto other than the Leafs, right? Well, there's a reason for it. 
because nothing else wants to nothing else dare you know intrude the existence of i mean would you, the fact that the fact that a hockey team in dallas has even been partially successful ought to be just a complete miracle to anyone because i mean even the even the rangers don't get you know the texas rangers don't get you know as much press as the blue jays do everything's cowboys or mm-hmm. high school football mm-hmm. local <clears throat> locally it's high school football but otherwise it's just the cowboys oh my goodness gracious mr piero what a dirty dirty shot um final update in the shootout the buffalo sabers have defeated the Washington Capitals, four to three. That's your live in-game update. Here's Cassie with your weather. <laughs> weather, weather. Sitting here trying to decide whether or not I want to bash the Caps. <laughs> Back to you, Patrick. <laughs> well played. Very well played. <laughs> I love a good homonym joke. Mm. That's mostly because I don't know the words. Get it? Homonym. Um, I still can't stand the abs with their blue pants and blue helmets. I just can't. You There's know, nothing used, about it that looks right. I used it, to think that, that I would like their uniform better if they got rid of the black. And now I'm like, no, nah, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Just go back to the I, I am right there with you, Cassie. Here's here's what they should have done. Predominantly maroon. I would the maroon, or as I call it, the Sherbert. The the Sherbert pants and, and helmet would have looked better than this atrocity. Yeah. Because their home uniform, it's just there is no real primary color. Well, it's they've got the they've got the blue across the shoulder and they've got the blue across the waist and I, and I think it just makes it when you add the helmet above and the pants below, it just looks like it just looks like they got their pants hiked up to their, you know, to their to their pecs. They're due for a full rebrand one of these days. Good luck. But I think they have to wait until the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids of Georgia enter the league and then, you know, (laughs) Fanatics goes bankrupt. And so there's another company that owes the league money that doesn't pay up. The Okie Finokies. (laughs) Oh, okay. The Okie Finokies. The Georgia Okie Finokies. Okay, okay, that's what. Okie Finokie Swamp is nowhere near Atlanta, but I don't care. That's why I was going to ask, are they going to do the Phoenix to Arizona thing next time they go to, to Atlanta, where they won't be the Atlanta anything, they'll just be the Georgia somethings. And Maybe. Now well, you, well now let's be honest. They're not going to be playing anywhere, quote unquote, near Atlanta. They'll be out in the burbs. Further away than Canada is from Ottawa, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but some of those burbs are like incredibly affluent. <laughs> in Atlanta. Oh, no, they are. 
So, you know, it's like, it might be a much better move for them to end up out in the burbs. <laughs> but as I was uh, messaging with a regular listener earlier this morning, I will be workshopping more names each and every week. Okie pinokies, I'm telling you. I, Cassie, hmm? you've sold me. <laughs> the Georgia Okie Finokies. Mm-hmm. Like I said, sure, the swamp is nowhere near Atlanta, but I mean. Now, we've got the name. Ogre. What's the, what's the mascot? Ogre. Like from Revenge of the Nerds? No, so so Okie Finoki is the name of a swamp in southeastern Georgia. Yes. And you can do the the take on like Shrek, right? Swamp monster living in swamp. Not exactly Shrek, of course, that's trademarked and stuff. Um but something like that is where is and and uh, <laughs> there's a series of books that I I uh uh, have where it's referred to Okie Finoki Swamp is referred to Ogre Fen Ogre Fen Swamp. So I just think Ogre. But <laughs> Okay. But you know, you do an Ogre and people immediately be like, oh right, Shrek. You know? And see, I think that lands them in trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't do actually Shrek, right? Well, no, but any ogre is just going to be, people are going to start showing up dressed like Shrek because who's the most famous ogre in the world? Right. Besides no Mitch comment. McConnell. Besides <laughs> Mitch McConnell. I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. Turtle. There's your turtle. Yeah, that's true. Wait. <laughs> so there you go, Cassie, right? The Okefenokies, they could be, their mascot could be a Tortuga. They could be anything. I mean, you know, you could be alligator, you could be whatever. You can make up a a swamp monster. They might actually have a swamp monster, kind of like the whole um, Jersey Devil. (laughs) Yeah, the devil was right there. I know, but but most people don't realize that that's a, a, uh, what is it, cryptoid? Yeah. Um, it would infinitely be better than the Minnesota wild with some bear representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, you get, you get some, you get some Cherokee artists to create the logo. Oh, I'm listening. You've intrigued me. <laughs> because that's where the Cherokee originally are from yeah. is that part of the South and um yeah get a cherokee artist okie finoki is a native american name go down that road you don't get enough native american stuff on the east coast let's let's do it sign me up i'm sold right here right now okay as of this date 1 48 p.m pacific time on the 24th of september 2023 i'm sold Okay. I'm so thoroughly sold. <laughs> if I were a betting person, I would expect the logo to end up like Swamp Thing and they're going to botch it. <sighs> You've been warned, NHL. Monster from the Black Lagoon. 
Okay. That was actually the, the 1930s film was was filmed in. Okay, so I lived in Tallahassee for like almost two years. And just south of that is Wakulla Springs, which uh, used to be a big resort um, at the time. And uh, and it's it's a very stunning place because literally an entire river just pops up out of the middle of nowhere and goes to the ocean. It doesn't come from anywhere. It just pops up out of the ground and just goes. And so it's got all the Spanish moss dripping and you've got alligators. And that's actually where they filmed the, what, like the 19, the silent movie, I think, of um, Creature, Creature from the Black from Lagoon. The Black Lagoon. And they also did a couple of 1930s Tarzan <laughs> movies there too. So, uh, and, and a lot of people in Tallahassee refer to the panhandle as Southern, Southern Georgia. So, well, it did, uh, yeah, you know, there, there was some negotiation and stealing and a little 5440 or fight type thing going on. And if you don't know what 5440 or fight is, go look it up. <laughs> it's U.S. and Canadian history. God, people. I use that I, anytime somebody at work starts talking about, you know, um, roles and responsibilities and lines of who own what, who own, you know, who's responsible for this or that. I always stand up and go 5440 or fight. <laughs> and everyone just sort of looks at me. Now they've started to catch on. Oh, okay. So it's defining a border. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Yeah, we just restructured again at where I work. So <laughs> guess what I get to do for the next six months? <laughs> Wait for the next reorg? <laughs> no, next reorg is probably going to be in another three years. Um, no, oh, trying to figure out what nice. our department, defining our department's purpose in the new reorg. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Kyle Dubas has done that. Defined the purpose of... The roles and responsibilities of each one of his titles. Uh, no, I don't think he, there's a reason why he keeps piling on titles and not actually like selling or hiring people for that. Because well, he doesn't I, want to define them. And I think. No, because they got bought by the Fenway group. So there's money there. So never mind. Yeah, but are the Fenway group really. Okay, now I'm now I'm 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 spiraling out of control. Are the Fenway Group really going to be looking to cap losses on the franchise until they can get some stuff worked out or not? Hmm. Hmm. Have you seen how they operate the Boston Red Sox? <laughs> My guess would be no. So they're just throwing money out the window at the Boston Red Sox? I, I don't feel it feels like it. They, okay. They've shipped out players who would cost too much, but then brought in others that... Hmm... You know how Sidney Crosby ends up with a new winger who ends up getting overpaid? Because he's playing with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, it's a lot like that. The Chichu effect. 
Mm-hmm. I caught that reference, yes. <laughs> train, train, the cheeky train. But the difference between that is Boston is a cash cow. I mean, you step that B on anything, you've got generations of people that will just buy it. Yeah, without thinking. Yeah, because it's Boston. And the Penguins have not figured out how to translate the, there is a Steelers uh, establishment in any city in the um, United States. You can always find a place to watch Steelers football games. You will find Penguins fans everywhere, but they haven't been able to translate larger fan bases. That's because they haven't like roped the Steelers into helping them market them. And they also haven't found the follow-up to that Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Sudden Death. Mm -hmm. New Georgia or Atlanta franchise, much easier to find a movie tie-in. You know, Canadian teams, they got stuck with the love guru. (laughs) So... I'm thinking, and speaking of, go ahead. Go I'm thinking ahead. of Ludacris. Starring in a Georgia-based hockey thriller. Assault on Oki Finoki. <laughs> Give him the title track. With Nelly. Uh, no, too. Re- no. 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 Some young, some young DJ from the Atlanta area. Plot doesn't matter. <laughs> In those kinds of movies, it rarely does. <laughs> right. We just need we we need to turn him into a Southern John Wick style. Mm. We've pitched it. We own it. Give us your money. Oh, shit. They can't. Sag after. Mm-hmm. Well, there have been talks and negotiations this weekend. So by the time this drops, leaving pause for last minute edit. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Beautiful edit point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Sidney Crosby, mm. in every publication doing the exact same preseason column, uh, he just wants to play in the league for 10 more years if he wants to see the red line back in, just, just as a fun experiment. Doesn't that, he? That one was really interesting to me. Most people dismissed it, but I was like, it I'm listening. It, from him, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the kids, they don't even know what a red line is. But from him, that was like really the, you know, he's thought about this. 
He thinks a lot about of the, everything, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, the but he didn't he didn't take the standard out, right? You know, there's ones I'm her I there's ones I'm sure everyone, you know, in the locker room has complained about and you know, he didn't take the popular out. Just say, you know, just go in line with what other guys are saying type thing, which you kind of expect from him. But you might have expected it earlier on. Now, I think the elder statesman in him is coming out more and more. God, I hope so. Because you're like actually getting real genuine, maybe even controversial opinions out of Sidney Crosby while he's sitting in front of the camera would be freaking amazing and never happened in a million years. Yes, I know. (laughs) Cassie. Those are just known as opinions in this league. Yeah, the, <laughs> just anything anything that deviates from the pablum is just oh my god! Did you hear what he said? But the fact that he said it, and not everyone else did. You know, the fact that he said it, and really, you know, like okay. I he I don't know. It's just it's just really weird. It felt like he took the question seriously, not as a throwaway, you know. Whereas everyone else, it felt not everyone else, but a lot of the rest of them, it kind of just felt like it was a throwaway. Oh, I'd change this, you know. I hadn't thought about this. Where he went, huh? I'd kind of like to see the red line back in because of this and this and this and this, and it just kind of went. It it made my ears perk up a little bit. And the head tilt to the side and the Scooby-Doo to come out. Don't ask me why. I think it's just because I'm I'm still shocked that he doesn't just, you know, <laughs> um, two-minute penalties for, you know, some banal thing, right? I don't know. I don't know why I'm harping on it. I don't know why I'm so shocked by it, but I, I was shocked by it. So, well, because it was actually creative and inventive. Every other answer we saw from, whether it was an athletic interview, ESPN, what have you, all the answers are kind of the same. Something about overtime, something about longer overtime, uh, power play, whether it be the power kill, ends the power play, it's a two-minute major, you can't ice the puck, yada, yada, yada. None of those change anything. In fact, most of those things just give us more whistles. Law of unintended consequences. And John Tavares, I have a bone to pick with you. Can we stop with all this face-off nonsense? I want to go to a system where there's one face-off per period. Can we do it? And maybe after goals, but that's it. I'm surprised John Tavares didn't say something about having a kombucha keg on the bench. (laughs) Well, there, he he plays in Toronto. There's no stopping him from doing that. Yeah, but there are provisions on what and can and can't be allowed on an NHL bench. And I'm 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 sure you know, having a pony keg of kombucha here just for him. Well, so someone just needs to engineer the right water bottle, because we've seen draft systems that fill up from the bottom mm-hmm. it could be done and no one would be the wiser oh so he just sets his water bottle down on the tap and it spins mm-hmm. up his kombucha yeah from a subterranean kombucha 
items so he doesn't have to worry about refrigeration so much or he yeah. just, he just has a trainer he has a trainer fill up a bottle put his name on it and when it goes empty the trainer has to go back to the kombucha can no, in that's... the locker room and then he gets a refill so they've got a kombucha runner sitting off the bench right where the where he just chucks the water ball to him and the kombucha runner runs back, fills it, and runs back and tosses it back to him. That's too much time wasted, Cassie. We don't have that kind of time. We have to optimize this. This is Toronto. This is going to cost us too much time. There's going to be a playoff game where he hasn't had his kombucha squirt between a break because it was empty and the runner took 15 seconds to get it filled and he had to be back on the ice and it cost him the game. Eh. <laughs> or... Or they'll figure out some other magical way to do it, and then that trainer will be lauded and, and press tomes written about him because he magically retrieved a stick that was broken and handed it to a player in flight from the bench, and that player went on to score. That guy did a great job, but come on. I didn't need 16 different news stories about it. <laughs> and all of these things will happen faster than introducing more face-off idiosyncrasies and rules just linesman blows whistle puck drops in five seconds whoever puts their stick down first second whatever doesn't matter because we should be looking or going for fewer whistles fewer breaks in action but then how can people get up and go get their like you know twenty dollar beer and what about, delivery. The, what about the vendors? In-seat delivery, Cassie. You've been to games. And ev every new arena is going to have their open-air bars where you're not going to be watching the game from anyway. So it's just longer intermissions and maybe a three-minute commercial break. All these things can be achieved. Mm. Everyone, arenas can make it easy if they tried for customers to give them money, they really could. That would but, require thinking outside of the box. And you know how sports. And that's not the American ingenuity. That. <laughs> that is not American ingenuity. Sports people. They have make things with thinking outside as the hard box. as possible. A live in-game update with 144 left in the third period. Cornell's women's team is leading the university of Toronto eight to two. Is Pat a happy boy? Is anything really happening in Toronto in the summer? Blue Jays. <laughs> that's it. That's not, all we got. <laughs> not by uh, not, not not based on what my Twitter feed's saying. <laughs> oh, are, are people over overreacting to one loss? Mm. You think? Mm. Toronto mm. overreacting. This that's just I. I so weird and strange. <laughs> yeah. You know who well, never would have put up with any of this crap? The the face-off nonsense, the the overreacting to one win or one loss or one win. You know who never would have put up with it, guys? Who? Alger Joseph Arbor. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.